Welcome to today's edition of Daytime Dialogues. It's truly my pleasure uh, to welcome one of the great leaders of our um, of our American and world Jewish community, Raz Rothstein. Raz is one of the founders and the CEO of Stand With Us, an amazing advocacy group on behalf of Israel. It began back in 2001 during the Second Intifada, and it's expanded everywhere. I was just walking down Rehov HaMelech David in Yerushalayim, right across from the King David Hotel, and there's Stand With Us, right across there. We have students, we have adults all involved in Stand With Us, and the person I get to talk to today made it all happen. So thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So let's go back to the beginning of Stand With Us. How did What made you want to create an organization? So uh, we all know that we're supposed to be mindful of where there is no man, be that man, uh, do something. Okay, so in this case, it was where there is no person, be no person. Where there is no organization, uh, make an organization. So we basically had to create an organization that would respond to, you know, the lies and misinformation we were hearing in the news at the time of the Second Intifada, uh, the omissions of information, uh, so that people out there would understand better what was going on. When we began our work and our profile began to rise very quickly, I might add, um, college students, began to come to us. Uh, we we didn't uh, look for them. We didn't really know that there was such a huge problem on college campuses. But if you turn the clock back, you can see that anti-Semitism was actually rising with the second intifada on college campuses. So uh, if you uh, even just focus on one group, the Students for Justice in Palestine, uh, at the time that Stand With Us was founded, there was one, there was one single uh, chapter at Berkeley, founded by Hatem Bazian, a professor, uh, and there was one chapter only, and now there are hundreds across the country. So to give you an indication of how that grew, just like Stand With Us, well, maybe not quite like Stand With Us, but Stand With Us is now on six continents uh, with uh, education, information, and staff, and uh, you know, bringing good, solid, you know, history and and uh, making people proud of. So, uh, but you had camera, and you have APAC, and you have all of these other organizations. What was it that made Stand With Us so extraordinarily successful in this mission? So I think it's a different mission. Every organization has a mission, and that's what we learned 21 years ago when we were frustrated that maybe a group, you know, wasn't helping students on college campuses, uh, which was their complaint, uh, or that uh, if camera is wonderful, but maybe the Los Angeles Times could only get so much attention from a group like camera. Uh, that is doing the best they can to, to make the media accountable. How much can one group do? So, you know, I, I always say, you know, people say, are you, you know, did you know this other group is working in the, in the space of high school? And I say, great, wonderful, because there's no way that we could touch every student. And right now is the time we need other organizations to do 
what we are doing in education and in helping people feel proud and, and knowledgeable and able to have good, solid conversations with their friends. You know, we need we need a huge network, which is what we have worked very hard to uh, to create. So in 20 years, what what are the big success points that you would think Stan was that Stan with us can feel really proud about? So I would just say it to you by department. I would say that when we created the college campus department and we continue to grow and reach over 100,000 students every year, when we created that department, we should have said Dayenu. Uh, but the truth is, uh, you know, I'm not sure any Jewish person could say Dayenu when you th- you're really happy about what you've got in front of you, but then you see all these other problems to the to the right and the left of you. So uh, we saw that even in the high school, there were beginning to be the kinds of problems we were seeing on on college campuses. Not only that, but the vacuum of information, the lack of information was staggering. It was like, I mean, students didn't know their geography even. Uh, you know, not only the Jewish students were, were maybe in love with Israel, but unable to make any case whatsoever. I could say this about my own kids. They're great kids. They're all Zionists. They, they have been to Israel so many times, but when they hit the ground, after years of going to Hebrew schools, they hit the ground to go to college. They could not have a reasonable conversation with someone who was confronting them with some of the cliche <laughs> lies out there. So it's it's just that the schools are at fault for not taking a different look at how they teach Israel, um, even if they care and they love Israel. They're at fault for not bringing in groups like Stand With Us, for example, to say, okay, these are the arguments that you're going to hear. So even if you love Israel and you've been there 20 times, you need to be able to respond. You need to be able to uh, have a reasonable conversation that even will inspire your friends. So how do you do that? How do you teach that? How how do you get students not just in love with Israel, but able to inspire their friends? So what's what is today, for example, what do you think is the strongest anti-Israel argument and the inspirational response that Stand With Us can treat, teach us? Well, I like the issue of intentionality. So uh, let's say that that one of the arguments is that the Israeli soldiers intentionally humiliate Palestinians at checkpoints and uh, with restrictions, etc. And so you're going to have to discuss the issue of Israel's right to defend its citizens. And to be able to do that, you would need to know a little bit about rocket launching, the uh, the balloons that, that are incendiary, uh, the checkpoints that are set up when when the you know the times are most difficult for the Israeli citizens, 
uh, and there's been suicide bombers and sniper attacks and knife attacks. You know, we need to be able to help people understand terrorism is not a, a, an okay thing, even if you're upset about where I live. Okay, so let's have a conversation, but you don't knife people to death. That's not a thing. That is not a reasonable way to deal with your frustration. So the intentionality issue is why does Israel set up extra checkpoints when there are issues? Why do they, you know, attack a place where they think Hamas leaders are living? Why do they do that? And it's not for fun. The implication is that it is literally for sport. And uh, that is part of the reputation issue that we have with uh, people who don't know anything. So if you take a few steps back and you understand that there is this issue of a lack of knowing. So it's our job to make sure that people are more knowledgeable. So we talk about intentionality. This is a conversation that's a little deeper. Can every kid that is a Zionist have that conversation? And the answer is no, it's not happening well, which is why we have to work hard to make sure that students are not only inspired about Israel, but that they're able to have a discussion. In and in terms of getting all of that information together, what's the role of, of Stand With Us versus the role of Israel's ministries of, of giving the information out? So, um, well, it's kind of, I think it's better to have other people informed about something that's as important as, you know, Israel's intentionality, for example. Why did Israel rocket a, uh, a a certain apartment that had that was full of Hamas, uh, you know, military people? Uh, you know, it, it, it's better. Of course, it's really important. I will say that the the Israeli uh, IDF, et cetera, has gotten much better giving information in timely in a timely manner. But it's like who's going to actually believe the accused. So you need more than the accused to be able to discuss these things. And is, is Israel has gotten better at yes, yes, yes. And yes, absolutely. They, and are you in touch with them? Is that part of your information comes from them directly or how do they how does that work? So they're, they're posting whatever they post. Uh, we have eyes and ears on the ground in Israel. As you said at the beginning, uh, we have a large office right across the street from the King David. Uh, we have doubled our space there now. So we now have an auditorium. We have students coming to us from all over the world, and we work with students in high school and college in Israel. Not only that, but uh, we have a, a, pro a program with El Al, and El Al, uh, you know, their, their pilots and their flight attendants come in to review their own stories. And uh, we work with them to make sure they're telling their stories in the, in the very best way possible. It's not our story. It's their story. But, you know, you can have a storyteller and you can have another kind of storyteller that, you know, you go to sleep with, right? 
So, you know, we, we want to make sure. So can you explain we, that last one? Explain what, it, where are the pilots telling their story? Oh, so El Al stops in cities like uh, New York, Los Angeles, uh, and around the world. And, and when they're there, they're offering a program now to, uh, you know, to bring a couple of flight attendants and a pilot to talk about Israel and to talk about it from their perspective, not an army issue, but instead a real live Israeli citizen that happens to be working with El Al. And wow. so it's a very cool program and we're a partner in it. So El Al came up with the program and then you're doing helping with the training. Yes, yes. We're just helping them. It's their it's their program, uh, but we're just uh, working with them you know, just just to review uh, the things that uh, they they want to discuss to so, make sure that they're most effective, impactful, inspiring, etc. So, where is the hotbed of anti-Israel sentiment on campuses? Is it in in politics today? Where is the the place that we need to be most engaged? So, all of the above. <laughs> uh, you know. We're, we're seeing a lot of activity on college campuses um, because it's a very organized push. Smart people and, and our, our uh, I'll call it the enemy, the enemy that wants to destroy the state of Israel uh, and, and with it along, along with it is uh, the Jewish people. So the enemy understands that the college campus is an important place. Uh, it's going to be you know, the, the, the leaders of tomorrow. If you can reach all the people who have a lack of information, if you can reach, you know, people who are uninformed, misinformed, and you can guide them in a way that is devious or, you know, harmful against Israel, well, that's a win for the quote-unquote enemy. So um, who's supporting them? In other words, is this, as we read in some of the papers, this is literally the Arab countries themselves? Are they the terrorist organizations doing it? Are they people who just support the Students for Justice in Palestine, which I just learned has its headquarters in Chicago now? Um, but who, who who's behind that effort? So you ask the, you know, question that, so many people want to know, like, where is this all coming from? Uh, we understand that they share strategy. So we we understand that the same program that's going to happen at, at Berkeley may also happen in, uh, in Chicago campuses and, you know, New York. They're sharing strategy. Uh, where they get that strategy, we, we believe... Uh, from groups like American Muslims from for, from Palestine, um, Palestine Legal, a Jewish Voice for Peace, another issue you're probably going to want to ask me. Um, so, you know, all of these organizations that hand on a platter a strategy to the campus activists who are the arms of BDS on campus, that is SJP, and, and their partners. Um, so that, that's what's going on. And they are willing, they are willing to share strategies. So in other words, unlike Jewish groups who may say, well, our campus is different, our campus needs, needs its own strategy. Um, 
the the Palestinian advocates, the Palestinian advocates, uh, see the value in sharing strategy, and it's really very good and very uh, powerful. Uh, so we understand they think differently than we do, but they're able to gather their network and work on one page, unlike <laughs> our wonderful people who would like to make a difference but are not so willing to work together across campuses to bring messages home. Wait, our people aren't willing to share the, the, the message and theirs are? Yes. Why? Yes. Well, I'll give you an example. Just one one word, apartheid, right? Apartheid. So Israel is accused of apartheid, which is nonsense. It's in, you know, it's it's easy to make that argument, but you have to make the argument. So putting the Jewish people and people who are not Jewish who care about Israel. So I will say to put Israel's allies and friends on the defensive is an amazing uh tactic. And the tactic is shared across campuses, putting Israel and its supporters on the defense. That's the game. And then here we are defending the issue of apartheid. No, we're not. It's kind of like, imagine you say, you know, you're stupid. No, we're not. You know, it's like, really, it's, it's a basic game. Uh, and unfortunately, we we cannot ignore. So we are going to have to respond to apartheid, uh, this apartheid uh, nonsense. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, the, you see that there is content, and there is process. The process is let's put Israel and its friends and allies on the defense. That's the process. Now, how are we going to do it? Oh, let's scream apartheid. And the content is the apartheid. The process is let's put Israel and its uh, friends and allies on the de defense. But what happens? Is there coordination from the, the Zionist community of how to respond to these? Or is everyone just doing whatever they think they need to do? Are you working together with other advocacy groups to make sure we have a joint message or a single message? Yes. So, so I will say that that is more true that we're working together in the last decade than it was in the first decade of Stand With Us. Uh, it, it wasn't the fault of Stand With Us. It was the fault of everybody. Uh, that everybody was not so willing to work together collaboratively, uh, uh, you know, to counter things like apartheid or BDS or the, the boycott business against Israel. Now, when there's a problem, uh, there is a lot of collaboration. So I am very grateful that we have come to this point. Um, you know, Stand With Us is 21 years old, but it's uh, it's basically a new kid on the block. But we work with all the old kids on the block, the Hillels, the Chabads, uh, anybody that's got a voice on campus, we, we are there working with them to confront the challenges that we're facing nearly every single day. University of Denver, uh, just uh, three kids uh, got a bad surprise. Uh, I, a couple of them got pork 
put on their doors of their dorms. This just happened. Uh, you know, mezuzahs are taken down. Uh, kids are threatened. Kids are bullied because of how they feel, because of their identity. Uh, kids are excluded from groups because they, you know, believe, you know, that because they're Zionist, they, they love the state of Israel and they feel connected to it. It's part of their identity. We have a Title VI uh, complaint at uh, George Washington University. So, so all of these things together are, you know, are happening all the time. There are challenges every single day. What's the, uh, I recently saw a, um, a statistic that actually the university with the worst record currently of anti-Semitism is Harvard, that it ranked number one as the worst. It's uh, an opinion. It's an opinion. opinion. I don't know. You know, we, we, we're concerned about, you know, professors who use their um, classrooms to discriminate against a Jewish or Israeli student, as happened at George Washington University. We're concerned that administrations that should be more vocal are not being more vocal. We're concerned about many things. And, and you know, to be sure, you know, the, the professors and the college campuses are center left. And so uh, how far center left? Maybe in some cases, far left, like they don't want the state of Israel to exist. That was that's what I would consider to be far left or, you know, uh, buying into and promoting BDS, the, the boycott movement against the state of Israel and any any business that has anything to do with the state of Israel boycott them, too. So, you know, look, it, it's the the other side that wants to destroy the state of Israel and that wants to, you know, make people who support Israel feel unwelcome are doing all they can with all their might, with all their strategy to, to do just that. And you, you asked me, you asked me before what, what our great, um, you know, uh, successes are, what we're most proud of. One of the many things that I'm most proud of is the fact that we have a legal department now. So before we could write about things that were wrong, we could write. Uh, we could work with students on the ground. We could give them funding to, to, to organize events and gather a network of kids who love Israel and want to be together. We could do all kinds of things like that, and we still do. And we, we're growing in that direction as well. But when something bad happens, we have the capability now because we have a legal department and we have 250 plus pro bono attorneys across America. Wow. We have the ability to help students in significant ways that we couldn't do five years ago. And is the what's happening on universities is your focus is... I know it's hard to really distinguish between anti-Israel and anti-Semitic. Normally, it's the same thing. But if something is classic anti-Semitic, not related to Israel, is that also within your mission to be able to help the students on campuses? Yes. Putting pork on a student's door 
would be just that. Uh, uh, taking off their mezuzah would be just that. So yes, we are helping students all the way around the block with their identity issues. And usually it's either Israel or it's their, their cultural identity, their, their Jewish identity, their religious identity. Uh, all of that is going to be dealt with uh, in a serious way by Stand With Us and our attorneys. And if you were advising your children, and I don't know their ages, but if you're advising your children about universities today, would you send them to the secular universities? Or would you say you need to find a Jewish university to go to because of the dangers and the risks on campus? So you may be surprised by my answer. Uh, we need students on the campus. We need students to be able to gather and to create their home on the campus. God forbid we got chased away from all these campuses because of some leaders that are anti-Israel, chased off the student government, chased out of the dorms. I mean, uh, we, we can't allow it. We cannot allow it. So to fly, to, to fly away from the university will just leave the field. And then what's going to happen is all of these, you know, people that do not mean well, will educate the campus in a way that will not bode well for Israel and the Jewish people in the future. So it's better to be in the game than to sit on the sidelines or avoid the game altogether. Absolutely. It's better to be in the game, to be positive, to bring your knowledge and your friendships and and your build a network and join Chabad and join Hillel and be part of it. Uh, be a leader. And if you, you know, if anybody out there knows a student that wants to be a leader, uh, we have leadership programs and we will support them and their peers on their campuses uh, going forward. So we're there. We're committed. We have never turned away a student asking for help. Uh, and uh, and we think it's much better to be in the game than to run away. And a small question, the name Stand With Us, who came up with that? So we started with the Israel Emergency Alliance. That was the original name. Uh, and we thought that that would gather uh, synagogues and anyone that cares about Israel would, would work with us, would help and, and disseminate good information. But it sounded very temporary and it shouldn't be negative. It shouldn't be that this is an emergency, although between us on this call, uh, it is urgent. It is urgent that people understand what's going on and take an active role, even if it is to write a letter to your congressman or to help locally with school boards and, and stand up against anti-Semitism. It is urgent that we're all involved right now. So if that's the one message I can leave you with, let me leave you with that. It is it is an urgent time that way. But we became Stand With Us, which was broader and uh, could encompass everybody, more people. Uh, and it has, it has. We, we have 170 people working for us around the world. Uh, we are growing all the time. We, we produce 
materials, millions of which have been disseminated. Uh, our social media, we're, we're leaders in social media. That's another thing we're very, very proud of. Um, and I encourage I encourage your listeners to uh, to get on standwithus.com, check under resources, and everything is free and downloadable. And if you, Rabbi, want some copies of anything that you see there, let me know and we'll send them to you. Oh, I have Naomi Ablong in my shul and she makes sure I get everything that I need. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be able to have people who are such strong advocates. And I thank her for creating the shidduch that I had a chance to speak with you today. I, I guess my the last thing, because our time is really running out, is what's your word of advice? We're going to look at the websites. We're going to get involved. What's the next step? A person who has the feeling, what really brings them forward and makes them a leader and stand with us? So uh, let's take a look at the different ages to answer the question. Um, sometimes uh, a kid is in B'nai Akiva, like I was, like, like your family is, uh, and they're inspired about Israel and they, and they don't know that there is this problem. Once they find out, they may want to be a leader, which is you know very important because they're already connected and then they feel they don't have the confidence to be able to make Israel's points and Israel's story. Um, so it could be it could be a student. It could be a student that grew up Jewish and didn't have much background, but understands that Israel is the ancestral homeland of the Jewish people. And so for that reason, they want to get involved for a myriad of reasons. And by the way, many of our student leaders come from youth groups, not just in the Orthodox world, but in conservative and reform also. So we have student leaders that cross denominations like, oh, I just want to before I, I let you go, before I let you go, <laughs> I want to let you know about our Haggadah, which actually is different. Why is this Haggadah different than all other Haggadahs? <laughs> Why? Because it it takes you all the way to Israel. So in other words, it doesn't stop with Moses at the top of the mountain not being able to go in. It actually takes the Jewish people into Israel historically. And it's filled with wonderful um, readings and very inspiring. And it's good for Orthodox, Conservative, and Reform because we have all the material in there, but people can choose the pages they want. So that's on the, on the student level. On adult level, I think you've done amazing ways to engage. And I, our time is up. So I just want to thank you for letting me go, but also thank you for joining, <laughs> joining me today. This has been really enlightening. And what your work that you do has not only been recognized within Stand With Ups, but we, you know, you are, you've been identified as one of the leading Jewish people in America, whether it's the Jerusalem Post list of 50 most influential Jews in the world or the Forwards 50 list as well. And to be uh, able to share this time with you has really been very meaningful. So thank you so very much. Can thank you so much, Rabbi. And if anyone wants more information, please go to standwithus.com. They will. Thank you. Have a wonderful Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.